What's going on? What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Yo, I've never gotten that right where I point. I always want to point this way, but you're here, Casino. Here. Am I? To me, yeah, because on my screen, it's opposite. Well, but... I'm, I'm just a little square. You, you've taken up the most of my screen. <laughs> but like... Uh... What is it? Zach Wilson and all those Mills mentions. We're back, Casino. We're back with the Only Sports Podcast. Uh, and again, we say it every week. What a crazy week of football. But this Dude, week, legit this was, felt crazy. Yeah, this week was wild. Just wild. <laughs> uh, and that's not because we did bad on our picks. That's It's also, it was just wild. Well, speaking of our picks, you won the week with eight I got the I'm week. I'm surprised with, I had. I'm surprised that I got eight. I'm serious. Well, I got seven. Of course, the only difference there being the Eagles Texans game <laughs> that we would have been tied eight and eight. But the two games we had different. I picked the Cardinals. You picked the Seahawks. So Seahawks obviously won that one. And then we coin flipped live on air for the Jaguars or the Raiders. <laughs> got the Raiders. I got the Jaguars. So the only difference between our picks was me trying to uh, stop a curse and a coin flip or else we would have been tied. So that explains what, a, and I feel like that's a good analogy for how crazy this weekend in football was. Uh, but before Wait. we get into football since last uh podcast the world series has finally ended casino your houston astros are the world series champs yeah uh i mean i pretty much knew it was over when that first game back in houston uh just they got that catch yep I pretty much knew it was dead there. And then that excruciating game uh, where the Houstros or the Astros won the Houstros. And it was literally the story of the entire series was Philly's got so many players on base and then just could not do anything once they got on base. And I don't know how many times in this series it was a runner on first, a runner on second, two outs, and they're down by like two and then the guy just strikes out like that happened so many times. It was absolutely ridiculous. Anything to add about this World Series casino before we never talk about it again? Um, no, <laughs> not really. No, I mean, cool. Ver- Verlander got a Verlander finally got a, a title, which is cool. But mm. yeah. Only good thing about being a Philadelphia sports fan is the last time the Houston Astros won the World Series, the Eagles won the Super Bowl 2017. So did they really win that World Series? (laughs) I mean, we'll find out in three years if they really won this one, because I mean, why? Why wouldn't we be suspect? They literally got away with it the first time and won a World Series and then they got a slap on the wrist and then they're right back in the World Series. So but I'm not bitter at all. That was a rough World Series. It had its moments, but it was rough. Uh, Other than that, are we ready to dive into this week in the NFL casino? Sure. Casino is distracted by we are in Vegas and it is very windy and rainy today. 
especially by casino's house very windy yeah and just i have a pool cover on my pool um hold down by some center blocks around uh it's just a little bit long and the width wise it fits in there perfectly but it's a little long so it's pulling the air underneath and it's almost i just don't want cinder blocks to fall on my pool and that's how bad the wind is it is lifting cinder blocks i have five cinder blocks on that side and the wind is pulling that tarp enough to where it's pulling all the cinder blocks dang well now let's uh i mean whenever people think of this podcast they think of a little long you know what i'm saying casino let's yeah. dive <laughs> let's dive into the first game and it just coincidentally uh, happens to be your new england patriots your actual new england patriots not like the houston astros joke i made but your actual team the new england patriots five and four beating the three five and one colts you watched every snap of this game casino what was your takeaway from it, it? um not too shabby. I mean, Joe Jones didn't look too bad. He didn't look great. He went 20 for 30, only about 150 yards with one TD, but he protected the football. That he protected the football. That's all I've been asking for him to do this entire time. Um, two fumbles that happened from the team, those were on the receivers, not on him. So I'm totally fine with how he played. The Patriots did their whole thing, whereas defense heavy run game and kind of go from there and um, yeah it's really we not much were, to say Colts are a dumpster fire that's well let's segue coach, to that so. which they fired uh Frank Wright yesterday and named as interim head coach the all pro future hall of fame center they used to have Jeff Saturday as head coach and some internet detectives this always happens i don't know how they get this information would just be in the internet the last time he was a head coach was of a high school football team where his last season he went three and seven so (laughs) excuse me good pick yeah how he became i mean last time i saw he was like on sports center or something right (laughs) like one of those million nfl live type shows the nfl has or whatever he's like an analyst for the nfl and has been since he retired so it's not even like exactly he's yeah yeah. well it's not even like he's been on a nfl coaching staff i don't think he just went straight from playing to analyst on tv so how he just jumped the line and became head coach uh explain no it to me casino i have no idea i can't explain it to you because i have no idea and then uh the weirdest thing is i was listening to the dan patrick show this morning and they had dan orlovsky on you know the the i guess he was on one of the i don't watch any of the shitty nfl shows on espn but he said he's he was on one of the nfl shows with jeff saturday i guess they were co-host or whatever and Dan Patrick like asked him jokingly like oh has Jeff Saturday asked you anything about being a coach or whatever and like Orlovsky I guess wasn't reading the room or didn't hear the question the way it was uh, like 
asked and he went into this like serious thing where he was like oh yeah we've talked about coaching a lot like I've been getting the coaching bug and like I want to be like a quarterback's coach and maybe a head coach and like all this kind of stuff and then Dan Patrick was like oh I was joking and then Orlovsky was like well I wasn't like we've talked about coaching and like he talked about bringing me on and all this kind of stuff so apparently the Colts are just bringing every NFL talking head on ESPN to just be a coach in their organization. It may, it's weird. What? I it's don't know. so weird. Dude, this is why billionaires are like the <clears throat> stupidest people in the world. Like they make a shitload of money, but you see that like what there's five good uh, owners in the NFL. Like, would you even say five? I don't think I could name five like great owners. And then That's you fair. have you have idiots like Ursay, and then you have dumbasses like Jerry Jones who think they know football and they like just make all the decisions themselves. And that's why those teams are just always dumpster fires. Like it's it's weird, man. It's fucking weird. Uh but getting back to the game on the Colt side of things, Sam Ellinger. You saw him in his second game. Anything to write home about? Is he, does he show no. sparks? Is he, or is he just basically bad quarterback on bad team? And I think he's bad quarterback on bad team. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see anything good out of it at, at all. I mean, I'm looking at his stuff right now. Like, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, there wasn't even really I wa I didn't watch this game. I watched the highlights of it. Or no, I watched that I have that NFL plus pass or whatever. So I watched the condensed games. And I don't even think they showed like one. I think they maybe showed like one or two throws from him, but yeah, just nothing. Nothing. Um, but let's move on to our next game, Casino. Uh oh, last question. Are you still team Mac Jones or is it zappy time? If Jones can protect the football, I'm fine with Mac Jones because I think they're roughly the same. All right. Uh, next up, I our favorite game of the week, we are registered uh, Aaron Rodgers haters on this podcast. We say that on election day. We're registered Aaron Rodgers haters fan club, and we wear that badge proudly. The Packers fall 9-15 to 15 at in Detroit Five. against the now two and six Detroit Lions, the Packers not much better at three and six. Aaron Rodgers, 23 for 43, 291, one touchdown, three INTs, and not only that, three INTs in the red zone. So two of them in the inner two of them in the end zone. To like one of them when he's trying to float that pass over the line to uh one of his offensive linemen just, I mean, he literally just throws it right to the guy. Like, doesn't even try uh, to like yeah. lob it. It looks like Zach, it looks Zach, looks like Zach Wilson when he played the Patriots, where you were saying he was just closing his eyes and throwing it to the safeties. Perfectly. Yeah. And it's so, I don't know. And plus, like, that lineman was like wide open. If he would have just arced it and like thrown it to the corner the guy literally could have just ran right under it and caught it and it would have been a touchdown and they probably win that game the Aiden Hutchinson one just gets batted at the line and then he scoops it up and then the 
The third one was a Zach Wilson play where he's just throwing it to four guys around his one receiver on like the two yard line. And it's like, he was trying to get that one play in where it, it makes him look good. And they're like, Oh yeah, well, he's still good. Yeah. And then they had that weird thing at the end. There's like 40 seconds left. There's a lot of weird shit. I wrote this in my notes. There's a lot of weird shit that happened in like the last 40 seconds of games this week. This one was Aaron Rodgers does this throw deep. His wide receiver makes like this turnaround catch, falls to the ground, gets up, gets the ball stripped from him. Him and two Lions defenders are fighting for the ball. Ball goes out of bounds. And then there's like 30 seconds left. And then we've seen this a lot this season where it's Aaron Rodgers trying to throw like 30 yards into the end zone to win the game. And then like, Two passes get knocked down, one gets dropped, and then like one he just th- overthrows like crazy. I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers this this year, but Dude, maybe he's high on his his <laughs> desert weed. <laughs> maybe ayahuasca isn't the is, cure all for quarterbacking problems. I don't know. Well, but, you like how you like how it came out as as uh, like the day after he's like Aaron Rodgers dealing with thumb injury. It's like. No, you just had a bad game and threw three interceptions, you dick. <laughs> um, but I mean, watching this game, I did watch a lot of a lot of because I was watching the red zone on Sunday and they kept cutting back to this. And every time they cut back to it, it was just a terrible, terrible play. Lions defense for being worst in the league, they stepped up. They look like what I feel like everybody thought they would, which is improved with an actual pass rush because because of Hutchinson and stuff. But I'll tell you what, Goff didn't look bad. I mean, he had 14 for 26, 137 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. But Packers defense is good. They've been good for, what, a decade at this point where they're always right in the mix and – that was all Rodgers, and then I sent you the thing during the um, uh, game where it's him talking about how everybody has to take responsibility for their mistakes. And at that point oh, in the game, so bad he was like he had like eighty-eight yards and three interceptions or whatever. Like, oh, it's satisfying because we dislike him. But if you're a Packers fan, you have to be just out of your fucking mind right now. Like, oh yeah, dear lord. Uh, Anything to add from this game, Casino? Not really. Um, I'm just really, really happy that uh, <laughs> Rodgers is crashing and burning as hard as he is. Oh, man, he is. Uh, dare I say his uh, season is up in smoke. Get it? Casino, famous stoner comedy. Up in smoke. I'm going to yeah. say it again. Up in smoke, Casino. <laughs> okay. But let's see. Let's go to now. Oops. If my computer... Dude, the wind is messy with our connections. So if we ever start getting a little fuzzy or laggy, that is why. Because I don't know if you can even hear the wind on my end. But this window in here is fucking rattling. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm... Yeah, I'm nervous <laughs> about half of my shit in my backyard. Now let's go to if Dolphins Bears didn't happen, this would have been the I most enter- this would have been the most entertaining game strictly just because this was a mess, but it was like a fun mess between two teams that are just messy. The five and three Los Angeles Chargers beat 
the four and five Atlanta Falcons, 20 to 17. Again, in the, I wrote it down, the last 41 seconds of the game. Okay. Again, it was nuts. All four, all things happen in the last 40 seconds of the game. The, it is an Eckler fumble. Then the (laughs) D line of the Atlanta Falcons picks it up. He's running. He gets stripped from behind, goes back no, to the Chargers. Get, no, no, no. He didn't get stripped. He, he lost the football. I was trying to cut the guy a break, Casino. No. He <laughs> was running. Balls out of his him. hand. <laughs> he was running it with one arm. with like, oh, I got the football. <laughs> and it just fell out of his hand. Just fell Every- out of his hand. They would have won that game. My pick would have been right. My pick would have been right if that stupid ass put two hands on the damn football. You're not a superstar running back. Hold the goddamn football. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm really angry because there's three games that blew my mind. Yeah. And if they happen how I expected them to happen with the Patriots winning, the Patriots would be, I think, sitting second in the wild card. So fuck everybody. Also, this one included. I agree with fucking fuck this team because the only game I got wrong this week, Casino, in my betting, which everybody knows I'm a terrible better. This week, I would have won had the Atlanta Falcons. If this score was reversed, I had Atlanta Falcons plus three and a half. I would have won if that guy would have just went down and then the Falcons kicked the field goal to win and they win 20 to 17. I would have won my first ever parlay card. But you because said three and a half though, what you said, no, they just need to win. The Atlanta oh. Falcons just needed to Got win, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, why all offensive or defensive linemen running with the ball don't hold it with the two arms, I don't understand. You've never ran with the football before in a game, and you just are trying to run it like you're Derrick Henry. Uh, this game, I don't, I don't even know what to make of these two teams. The Falcons are like a half a game back in the NFC South and the Chargers are like right there in the mix in the AFC wild card spot. It's like, are either of these teams good? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They're they're just entertaining. And sorry for yelling out. Um, Two-year-old's teeth are like kitten's teeth. They're little razor blades. (laughs) Bit me in my finger trying to eat a cucumber bit my finger (laughs) uh so the chargers have the 13th scoring offense in the league the falcons have the ninth scoring offense in the league so i mean i don't know if either of these teams are good both their defenses like the chargers have way more potential than what i see but they're still allowing the third most points in the league the falcons allowing the like seventh most points in the league so I don't understand this game. Any way you look at it, it 20 to 17, it was 17 to 17 for most of the game. Every touchdown was just weird and insane. And like, how is that a touchdown? I don't know, man. I don't think, uh, did we, did everybody, including us, overrate Justin Herbert coming into the season? No, I don't think we did. He's just, that team is just beaten and battered. Yeah, I, I I truly don't think that we. Oh, he's a good quarterback. The fact that they're still with a winning record right now, without beating they are, he's he's a good quarterback. 
I don't think I don't think we're overrating him at all. I just think that he's having a tough a tough go of it right now. Well, yeah, we've talked about this team being injury laden. I mean, they still are. I, they didn't have Keenan Allen for this game, I believe, and they're missing yeah, like safeties. They're missing corners. They're missing offensive linemen. So, yeah, you're right. And then his All Pro running back almost gives the game away with 40 seconds left. So. Weird, weird game. That game I watched all of just because I couldn't believe what was happening. Like, oh, it was, it, it was, was entertaining. A car crash you couldn't take your eyes away from. Uh, next up, speaking of car crashes you couldn't take your eyes away from, the six and two Buffalo Bills fall to the six and three New York Jets. Uh, in New York, this is. I feel like this is the most surprising game of the week, right? Casino, like we both had the bills. It was, it was I, surprising. Um, is this the worst loss of the year? Uh, no, I still think Tampa against Panthers. Um, and I, 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 mean, I think Colts against Panthers. chiefs. Cause I mean, who's a bigger dumpster fire than the Colts, maybe the Panthers. <laughs> like that, That's fair. Um, and, and it, it, with how Justin Fields has been playing, it hasn't been the Patriots and it wasn't the Patriots and Chicago game. We'll get to that soon. But um, yeah, no, that that defense for the Jets, I know we've talked about it, but this solidifies it. This 100% hands down, they are a formidable defense and I like them. I can't believe I said that word correctly. It flowed <laughs> off the tongue very nicely. <laughs> formidable? No, there we go. There it formidable. is. Formidable. Yeah. Yep. Well, and also, <laughs> how are the Jets? Six and three, dude. Not only are they six and three, they might be in contention for best defense in the league. Like the way they shut down Josh Allen, we've talked about it multiple times for multiple weeks. The Bills' entire team, basically, offense and surprisingly, defense runs through Josh Allen, right? And he he has been lucky to have eight weeks in a row where he's had good to great to amazing games. We kept saying. The only way to beat this Buffalo Bills team is if he has a bad game. And he had a bad game. He was 18 for 34, 205 yards, and two INTs, no touchdowns. And the Jets just beat the shit out of him. Like, they they were hitting him, it felt like, every other play. Like, this is, I mean, I wouldn't say the sky is falling in Buffalo, but they're still having... They're, They're still, still having, having the same issues. They don't have a running game. How far can this Buffalo Bills team really go, Casino? I mean, you need to have a good running game. You, you need to have a – I still want to say that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but, man, they need to figure out something for this running game. Well, and then also defensively, they gave uh, our favorite quarterback, that motherfucker, Zach Wilson. He went 18 for 25, 154, one touchdown, rush for 24 yards on five carries. And he kind of, they just didn't look like they made him uncomfortable. He did what needed to be done. They ran it down the, the Bills' throat with Michael Carter, 12 for 76, James Robinson, 13 for 48, and then we just talked about Zach Wilson for 24. So they just built like this like lead that wasn't comfortable because they only won by three, but then they just 
methodically and just continuously just like ran the ball down the bills throats and the bills couldn't do anything and then josh allen comes out and we're like this is it right this is where josh allen leads the comeback makes up for all the mistakes and then the jets defense just kept hitting him they're making him fumble they're smacking him down like we said one game away from or one game one bad game is all it takes for this bills team to lose and now they've lost two so i don't know but hey, they're still the best team in the NFL, despite the fact that there's an undefeated team in the NFL. But I already did that rant last podcast, Casino. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had for this game. Anything else to add to this game, Casino? Um, no, not not too much. Nope. Just crazy. This, I mean, this jet Jets and Dolphins. I feel like are the two stories of the, or I guess, and Seahawks. Like. Crazy, crazy. Uh, next up, another game that ended 20 to 17. Uh, the seven and one Minnesota Vikings beat the Washington Commanders, who are now four and five, 20 to 17. Uh, my guy, Tyler Heineke, just putting on a show out there, throwing it, throwing maybe the worst completion I've ever seen in my life, which is a 40 yard bomb. The Vikings, there's three people around his one wide receiver. One of the Vikings defenders gets knocked down by a referee that just runs into him. It's so, that play was so weird. That That was such, that was such a, the fact that they didn't do anything about that. The Vikings guy is like freaking out. And if you see the replay, like the long version, it literally does look like the ref just like runs right into the Vikings guy. It's so weird. But how that was a completion, still the guy had two guys all over him. They get it down yeah, but there. That would, have been, that would have been an interception. Oh, 100%. So that, that's where my frustration is. There's there's some games this week. That one, and then I'll get into another one where refs, refs fucked them. Oh, yeah. That game, Washington should have won. Minnesota should be 6-2. and two. That's what it should be. 100%. Yeah. And uh, I think, I don't know what it is, man. Tiger Heineke, they should just strap the team to his back and be like, let's build around this guy and just see what we got. This feels very much like the guy whose name I always forget that used to be on the Vikings. What is his Uh, name? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. I don't know why I always forget his name. This very much feels like it could be that kind of thing where you just build around him. This Washington team has a bunch of first rounders on defense. They have Terry McLaurin on offense. They have Brian Robinson running the ball who came back after being shot and still looks like he's like a good to great to could be all-star running back sometimes. And it's just like, all they've been missing is the quarterback. You get Wentz in there who is has Wentz games. I don't know, man. I like Heineke. He just seems like <laughs> he seems like a, a good dude. He seems like the team rallies behind him. Speaking of rallying behind, on the other end of the uh, field, you have Kirk Cousins, 22 for 40, 265, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh you see him on the plane afterwards, shirtless with a bunch of uh, necklaces. <laughs> ice, they, they, they call it ice. The kids call it ice. Uh, Casino, my question to you about this Minnesota Vikings team, is this the least feared 7-1 team 100%. in NFL history? 
Uh, NFL history, I don't know about that, but as of recent memory, probably. Nobody um, respects this not, team. Nobody fears them. No, nobody fears them. They're not. Uh, they're not scary. I mean, I wanted them to be so much better than what they are. I mean, but they're not, man. I mean, Heineke still had a good game, or Heineke, uh, Hawkinson still had a good game. Uh, he was targeted nine times. He caught all nine of them uh, for ninety yards. Um, so he didn't play bad. Um, so he he definitely was an impact for him. Um, or not ninety yards, seventy yards, but still, he moved the ball for him every time that Cousins threw to him. He caught the football. Um, so. Yeah, very – they're lucky to be 7-1. and one. Yeah, and I feel like this – and plus, I mean, I don't know how people could be like, they're 7-1 and one, and the one t- uh, team they lost to is the team that has won one more game than them, and it was just an absolute domination. So the one good team they've played on their schedule, basically, like not only beat them, but beat them decisively. So I don't know the other teams. We thought that week one dismantling of the Packers was an impressive win, but now we've seen how the Packers have turned off, like turned out and they kind of never got better than that in terms of uh, on the Packers side, not the Vikings. And then they beat the lions, the saints, the bears before we've seen this like emergence of Justin Fields, Uh, the dolphins, which is looking like, probably their best win on the schedule, but that's when the Dolphins didn't have Tua, so they dodged a bullet there, and then we've seen them beat the Cardinals and then the Commanders. So They they, they did beat, yeah, the Lions, Saints, and Bears were all within a touchdown. So, I mean, it's not like they're putting teams away. Well, they haven't blown anybody out since week one, where it was 23 to 17. Every other game, this one was within three. Last one has been within eight. One before that was uh, also eight. Last one before that was six, then four, then four. And then they got blown out by three touchdowns. So I don't know. Everybody keeps saying the Eagles haven't played anybody, but. At least the Eagles have won all their games, and the one good team no, no, the no, Vikings no, no. The played. Eagles beat, the Eagles beat the the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, the pre-Super Bowl winners. So that's true. I actually, I actually looked this up. Uh, the Eagles, or no, the Cowboys have played three good teams, right? Three teams with like a winning record. They lost to okay, one so of I'm them. Sorry, I, I put them on a rant here. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, this will this is uh more a dig at Minnesota than a dig at the Cowboys. The Cowboys have played three teams with a winning record at this point. They they lost one of them to the Eagles, right? The Eagles have played two teams with a winning record, obviously beat them both. The Vikings have played two teams with a winning record being the Dolphins and the Eagles. They lost to the Eagles and the Dolphins didn't have Tua. So of those three teams, the least impressive one on that list is Minnesota, right? They haven't, they legitimately haven't played anybody and the teams they have played with winning records, they either lost to or played at a great uh, disadvantage to what they normally would be. So I don't know what to make of this Minnesota team. I watched all of this game. Nothing really stood out to me as like 
any different than any of the previous weeks, right? Like it's just, I don't know. Uh, next two games, I feel like not much to talk about. Uh, we saw blowout of the week, the two and seven Carolina Panthers lost at the now five and four Cincinnati Bengals, 42 to 21. This was the Joe Mixon game who rushed for 22 carries, 153 yards, four touchdowns, and then caught another touchdown on four for 58 receiving yards, five touchdowns in a game. Joey B, our boy, 22 for 28, 206, one touchdown. And the Panthers did nothing until Baker Mayfield came in in garbage time, threw two touchdowns, which didn't matter because the game was already Uh, over. I mean, they didn't do anything, but they did do something, the Panthers. Uh, They were uh, pretty much pressuring him like it was no other. I mean, they only did get two sacks. But man, did they get to Josh or did they get to Joe Burrow? Like that line is so bad, man. And it we talked about this in the beginning of the year where it was like he was just getting the ever living shit knocked out of him. And then oh, they I didn't feel so bad for him. Dude, so do I. Because they didn't they never solved yeah they never solved the problem of him getting a, his ass kicked. Like Joe Burrow just kind of figured out how to play with this line, but there's still some games like this where he just gets his ass kicked. But I mean, PJ Walker was three for 10, nine yards and two interceptions. Like he's again, statistically. And since he's been in the NFL, the worst quarterback in the league by like a wide margin. So how they're starting him over Baker Mayfield is beyond me like baker mayfield's bad but he's not like historically historically bad like right i guess he is but i don't know just the, if this is the panthers quarterback situation like dear god uh next up i mean just maybe the worst game of the weekend we predicted it to be and it was uh the Two and six Las Vegas Raiders lose to the three and six Jacksonville Jaguars. At one point, the Raiders were leading this game 17 to zero. And then the uh, Jaguars come back, score 27 points. The Raiders only score three points. And that's how you get the final score. Uh, Well, I I love this. This made me laugh. So that's uh, 17 points, right? Um, so somebody at my work last night, when I, when I said that, who's a Raiders fan, then he was like, oh, well, I mean, it wasn't, you say 17, zero, I mean, 20 to three. And then, you know, the Jack came back. I'm like, that's still 17 points. You <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> like I, 20, 20 to three and 17 to zero. It's the same thing. And then Sorry, in the, I just, I just I, I've been wanting to tell you that I was waiting for this <laughs> and that's, And that's your Raiders fans. Well, pretty much the first quarter was had Devontae Adams, 10 reception, 146 yards, two touchdowns. And then they just forgot him in the second quarter and he never got another catch. Like he was destroying Jacksonville. And he was the only one destroyed. Like nobody else on the Raiders had more than two or three catches. So it was. Him and Josh Jacobs, and then they just stop going to both? It doesn't... 
Like, what? You know what it? You know what it felt like to me that watching Adams play that game. Um, the, obviously, I watch more Patriot games than you know I, I do other games, but it was um, that uh, Edelman. Um, it was it was a Super Bowl where Edelman got the 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 MVP where he was just slicing and dicing um, against the the Rams and they couldn't they couldn't touch him they couldn't they couldn't do anything he was too fast for everybody and that's what it felt like in this one with Devontae Adams he was just like okay you can't you can't catch me so I'm gonna go do this and good luck yeah. And then the Jaguars just figured out this Raiders defense because uh, Etene Jr. I don't know how to say his last his last name, and I'm sorry, I always butcher names. He was 28 for 109, two touchdowns. Christian Kirk, eight receptions, 76 yards, a touchdown. And then Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 31, 235, and one touchdown. I only watched the condensed version of this game, but Trevor Lawrence basically got all those 235 in the second half and just started being good. I don't know what to make of this three and six Jaguars team. They look competent, and then they look like the worst team in the league every other week and then the Raiders at two and six look like they're done. Uh, Yeah. It's just rough, rough to be a Raiders fan, rough to be a Jaguars fan. I would say more so because you see they have specific or they have certain weeks where they just look like they have all the potential people thought they did. And then they, there's other weeks where they just, who knows? Like they just give it up and yeah, rough. All right. Casino, let's move on to the best, probably the most exciting game of the week. The six and three Miami Dolphins beat the now three and six Chicago Bears 35 to 32. Tunga or Tua Tunga Vailoa, 21 for 30, 302 and three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had seven catches for 143 and a touchdown. Waddle had five for 85 and one touchdown. But I really feel like the story out of this game was that was the bear hug. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that was the emergence or the continued emergence of Justin Fields, 17 for 28, 123 yards, three touchdowns. 15 carries for 178 yards and one touchdown. Gnarly. Well, not only is it gnarly, it is the second most rush yards in an NFL game by a quarterback in NFL history. The first, uh, the other one was by Kaepernick in a playoff game. So this one is the regular season most ever by an NFL quarterback. 178 yards is insane. But walk us through that bear hug casino. Uh, <laughs> so if you didn't watch the game, it was towards the end of the game. Did this throw by Justin Fields um, to Claypool one, to Claypool would have been at least I'm having this argument with people. Um, they're saying, oh, well, they wouldn't have won the game. No, but it would have given them a shot for a field goal to tie the goddamn game to go yep. to overtime. So you strip them their chance of possibly winning this game where it was, this is probably the most outrageous no call 
since the Saints game where the dude got smoked in the helmet. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're trying to talk about. Uh, I forget the players in that situation where there was just no call. And it was like, um, that was the dude took his head off and the ball wasn't even there. But uh, yeah. this one, the dude was already hugging him before. And when I mean hug him, think of a family member you're at Disneyland and you haven't seen him in a while and they come up and surprise you and they grab you from behind and <laughs> hug you and lift you up in the air. That's what it looked like. Yeah. And th- it Probably looked like that five two seconds, seconds two, before. Two, two, yeah. Yeah. Two to three, a good five seconds, maybe a little outrage, but <laughs> for sure, two to three seconds before that football got there and he's holding him. He almost suplexed the dude to the damn ground. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Like I, Obviously, I wanted Chicago to win because it would help out the Patriots seeding-wise. But I am frustrated for – I've always had a soft spot for Chicago Bears. Um, Close family family friend, big Chicago fan, um, who's passed away. And so I I, I absolutely love the Chicago Bears when I want to see them do well. They're not my team, but I want to see them do well. And Justin Fields, I want to see him do well because he had a breakout game. I wanted to see them win that game so bad. I'm I I that game bothered me more than any other game. I watched this game more outside of my game. I almost watched the entire entire entirety of this game. Oh yeah, I was so frustrated. This was Boy, one of the games Sorry. I, I, just, I that bothered me so much <laughs> that that no call. And he was the the ref right there. They showed a, a view where the, the sideline ref was standing. Dude, he could not have been closer. Right there. He could <laughs> yeah. not have been closer. He could have been the one bear hugging him. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, – and it happened third and ten with one uh, thirty left in the fourth quarter. They're only down by three. Like you said, it would have given them first down 15 more yards. It would have been a minute 30. They probably could have went down and scored a touchdown. There was no defense playing in this game. And the whole time I was watching this game, I was like, man, like what if this bears team had like, I don't know, some defensive players. What if they had like, I'm just randomly going to pick defensive players in the league. What if they had like Roquan Smith or what if they had like Robert Quinn and, you know, like just two random guys who could like help their defense or something like that. Instead, uh, they have Chase Claypool, who, I mean, he was two, uh, two receptions for 13 yards. So, I mean, that's the equivalent of having somebody like a Robert Quinn or like a Roquan Smith, you know, like what if the Chicago bears had defensive players? What if this team had defensive players and they're not giving 35 points up to this dolphins team? Uh, again, I don't understand this. I don't understand this bears team at all. Casino. They finally found like their quarterback in the Justin Fields, uh, like in that draft where everybody was like, I don't know. I think Justin Fields might be the worst one. Now he has elevated himself to, I feel like undisputedly the best one, right? The other options were Zach Wilson or Mac Jones. Like, would you rather have fields on the Patriots than Jones? Yes. I feel like, yes. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. And so they finally get this guy. They trade away all their defensive players and the only thing they get back is an offensive player. And then they have an offensive shootout where they can't stop anybody. And the one guy they traded for does nothing in the game. It's, uh, 
It's just frustrating. I agree with you. I My whole family is from Chicago. When I grew up, they never really gave a shit about the Bears, but they were big like Bulls and Cubs fans. So seeing Chicago do good always makes me feel good. And then when they lose shit, especially how they lost it, it just, ugh, yeah, if they, I if hate they it. Lost, if they just lost normal, I've just been like, eh, you know, well, that's just the Bears. Yeah. It sucks. But, I mean, that frustrates me. To my core, as a sports fan, oh, is yeah. there any repercussions? Do we know of? No, of course there won't be. The league will probably be like, "Oh yeah, they probably should have called it right," and then no, no punishment will come to the refs. Anybody on either team who says anything about the refs will get fine money because that's fair. And we just live in this world as sports fans, which is dumb. How you're not able to challenge like potential penalties or penalties also makes no sense to me. Like. It, well, how would it for a little while and they're like oh we're gonna get rid of it yeah how would it slow the game down the games already take too long like making things challengeable you only get two challenges a game it's not like they would give you more challenges i don't know yeah how about but, don't take take four hours in the booth to try to figure out the play was wrong or right just make it especially goal. in cr- like crucial moments like maybe you should only be able to challenge penalties in the last like two minutes of the fourth quarter or something like that i don't know but uh, my question to you, Casino, about this game is, is Tua an elite quarterback now? Like, No, not yet. We, I mean, he is undefeated when he, uh, he is undefeated this year when finishing the game. The only game he technically lost were, is the one where he got knocked out of it. So, no, and that's fine. No, no, no. He's, he's playing great. He, he's, but this is too small of a sample size for me to call him one of those elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Is he having a great year? Cause look what happened with, um, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, he went to the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, I still think he's a good quarterback, but it, it's hard to see, say if he's elite, give him a better O-line and then we'll go. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, is he making a case to be called an elite quarterback for sure? I want to see how he plays out the rest of this season. I want to see how he does in the playoffs. Um, he doesn't have to win the Super Bowl. He doesn't even have to get to the damn um, conference finals. If he's still looking good, I call him a lead yeah. after this season. And he is, so far he, this season, he's 15, uh, 15 touchdowns, three INTs, a little less than, uh, like 20 yards less than 2,000. And remember, that's what? him missing two, three games. So, but that's also those stats are kind of inflated because of that one game where he threw six touchdowns, but still he looks, he looks exactly like to me, he looks exactly like Drew Brees, right? He's accurate. He picks you apart. And then the second he has to throw a deep ball, I've never, Drew Brees was better than, at, than Tua at this. I've never seen Tua throw a deep pass that is not severely underthrown. Like him not having a, uh, like a NFL arm, I feel like is an understatement. Like he's great at the dink and dunk things, but every time he tries to throw the ball, even a little far, it's severely underthrown. And he looks like he's putting his entire, every ounce of strength he has to making the ball still underthrown. It's, it's shocking to me. Crazy. But I think he's on his, like you said, I think he's on his way to being an elite quarterback, like 
maybe this Dolphins team is undefeated if he never gets hurt or still undefeated. I don't know. Uh, next up, the six and three Seattle Seahawks defeat the now three and six Arizona Cardinals 31 to 21. Is Geno Smith elite casino or is he just having close. a really good season? He's just having a really good season. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Two is much closer to be calling an elite than, than him. Um, but man, is it surprising to see what he's doing? I, I, I am all for, I am all for him this year. I want him to just keep crushing it the way he's crushing it and just shutting everybody up. I mean, it's, it's quite spectacular what he's doing. I mean, there's really nothing else to say about that. It's, it's super impressive that he's still going out there and, and crushing crushing the stats that he's crushing and not just doing that. I mean, he's not just stat hacking. He's up there also winning games. He's getting points on the board. Yep. And again, we've talked about this for multiple weeks. Uh, Seattle slowly moving up the ranks in terms of defense, but for most of this season, they've been right there with like Atlanta and Detroit as some of the worst defense statistically in the league. And it doesn't matter because Geno Smith and maybe my new favorite running back, the Kenneth Walker, the third, he had 26 carries, 102 yards or 109 yards for two touchdowns. Geno Smith, 26 for 34, 275, two touchdowns, one INT. It's just like, I don't know. They have I'm a try, really I'm trying to pick this guy up in a trade. Dude, me too. And I didn't I didn't see this coming. Obviously, I don't think anybody did with this Seattle Seahawks team, but their offense is fun. They have weapons, like they have Lockett, they have Metcalf, they have two uh who can be really good tight ends from Font and uh Disley, and then they have Kenneth Walker, and then they have the comeback, how does he not win comeback player of the year if, you know, God forbid, like barring injury or something like that. But Geno Smith, nobody saw this coming because I feel like everybody at the beginning of the season was like, oh, their starting quarterback is going to be Drew Locke. And then it's been Geno Smith and he's been phenomenal. And the Seahawks are six and three. Uh, let's flip it to the other side, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray again getting into a screaming match with, this time of player on the sidelines during a game, him and DeAndre Dude, Hopkins. He is toxic, man. I don't know. Uh, he's he's talented. He's a great quarterback. I really liked him when he came in the league. And just how he's been acting lately and, and thinking he's just the shit when he's not has been yeah. bothering me. He has that Aaron Rodgers – uh, personality without any of the Aaron Rodgers like stats or the benefit of being you know in the conversation for one of the best like regular season quarterbacks ever instead we get Tyler Murray who is leading a three and six team but his stats are still good but all right well we have lost casino i warned you at the beginning of this podcast there was a chance of that because of the weather in vegas right now is really messing with his internet and my internet but my internet's still holding up so i can record this but let's dive into the last three games and then casino obviously be back next podcast hopefully when the wind dies down we won't have these issues but let's go to the last three which is the 
Rams Buccaneers, the Buccaneers winning 16 to 13 on a game winning fourth quarter drive by Tom Brady, where he scores the only touchdown of the game uh, with, I believe, like 10, 10 seconds left, I want to say. And that historic drive, which was, I mean, I think I wrote it down here. Obviously much easier when there's two people, but it was Brady magic, 44 seconds left. They were like 60 to 70 yards away. Brady leads them right down the field to score. Like I just said, the only touchdown of the game to beat the Rams and to give life to the now four and five Tampa Bay Bucks, the three and five Los Angeles Rams fall in Tampa Bay. The, shockingly four and five is leading the nfc south with obviously the falcons and saints kind of right in the mix there only a game or game and a half back maybe i think two for the saints and then the panthers obviously the dumpster fire of that division but the story of this game for both these teams has really been the lack of offense and touchdowns for both teams culminating in this game where they have to play each other and the only touchdown wins the game. So we have Tom Brady, 36 or 58, 280, and then obviously that one touchdown. Uh, once again, we've talked about the Bills. The Bucks have even a worse problem when it comes to rushing because obviously Tom Brady doesn't run, so they're not even getting rushing production out of their quarterback they went eight carries 27 yards for uh white Fournette was nine for 19 i don't know what has happened with Fournette. it literally looks like the wheels have just fallen off for him or maybe it's the offensive line i don't know i can never understand they don't really even attempt to run the ball it's all just passing tom brady again 58 attempts in this game and on the other side rams also no rushing attack. There's been an issue with them for pretty much the whole Sean McVay Rams experience, right? It has always just been they don't really have a running back. They drafted Cam Akers, and he's been injured. And then when he is in the game, he does stuff like this game where he had five carries for three yards. And then Daryl Henderson at 12 carries, 56 yards. Obviously, with the Bucks, the entire offense is Tom Brady. With the Rams, the entire offense is kind of Cooper Cup. He had eight receptions, 127 yards, and one touchdown. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess so. The Bucks were the only ones who had their one touchdown, and then the Rams had one touchdown. So I apologize for that. But yeah, both of these teams' inability to score, both these teams have. I wouldn't say great defenses, but top half of the league defenses, right? You obviously have all the star power on the Rams. On the Bucks. you kind of have this mix of old and young defense that led them to a Super Bowl two years ago. And then the Rams defense obviously led them to a Super Bowl last year. And it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of either of these teams. The Bucks obviously are in better shape than the Rams because the Rams at this point are now three, three and a half games behind the Seahawks, which is something nobody could have saw coming. But let's move on to now the, I mean, if this is in contention for craziest game of the season or craziest game of this week, tied with the, I guess, Chargers-Falcons and then the Bears-Dolphins games we just talked about, the five, the now five and three Tennessee Titans lose in Arrowhead to the now six and two Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, 
This game was all offense or the lack thereof of offense. The Titans only got 80 yards on five completions from Malik Willis. Derrick Henry only 17 carries, which is surprising, for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Despite that stat line, this game goes into OT. Patrick Mahomes in this game, like he does in every game, makes three amazing Patrick Mahomes plays to basically win the game for him. And that's exactly what he does in this game, throwing 68 times, which is a lot. But this Tennessee Titans defense was pretty much bend, don't break the entire game. And then that last fourth quarter drive to get the Chiefs into field goal range, they kind of finally broke to lose this game. Patrick Mahomes, 43 for 68 yards, 446, one touchdown, one interception. He also ran for 63 yards. Couldn't get anybody else in the rushing game or uh, the running game going. Uh, Pacico, I don't know how to say his name. Paco, I know they say it 50 times, but again, I'm so bad with names. I'm sorry. Uh, Edwards Hilaire, or uh, the first guy, five carries, five yards. Edwards Hilaire, four carries, five yards. And then McKinnon, three carries, four yards. So this was all Patrick Mahomes against the Titans defense. And for a while there, it was a stalemate, right? The Titans were winning most of this game 17 to nine until it gets to the late fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes stuff makes it 17 to 17. They go to OT and then he leads him down the field for an, or for a field goal. But honestly came away from this game thinking kind of the chiefs. They definitely remind me of the bills, right? I think they have a better rushing attack, but it all comes down to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. If either of those two guys have bad games, their team loses. Like that's just what happens. The Titans on the other hand, they look Good. And remember, they were the first AFC seed last year with uh, Tannehill. And if Tannehill was in this game, I don't think they'd lose it. They literally just needed a little bit more to beat the Chiefs. And I feel at this point, Tannehill's way better than Malik Wilson. They don't really give him or Malik Willis. They don't really give him anything offensively to do. And then when it does come time for him to do something offensively, he can't do it because Clearly, this offensive scheme and strategy is built around Derrick Henry in that running game, which is always effective. Nobody can stop Derrick Henry, but they really felt like they were missing Tannehill uh, for this game because I really think they could have beat the Chiefs and then they would be, you know, right there at the top of the AFC for that number one seed again. Instead, they are behind the Chiefs, behind the Bills, now behind the Jets and Dolphins. So, Titans will be interesting to follow this season. We'll have to wait and see when Tannehill comes back because Malik Willis, they're either not giving him enough or he just doesn't have it. Let's move on from the Sunday night game to the Monday night game. The six and three Baltimore Ravens beat the now three and six New Orleans Saints, 27 to 13. Lamar Jackson, 12 for 22, 133 and a touchdown. He also rushed 11 times for 82 yards, but really this was the Kenyon Drake Kenyon Drake game he had yeah he rushed the ball 24 times 93 yards for two touchdowns this was an ugly game it wasn't uh very entertaining but it was kind of Ravens the entire time but they didn't feel like they were dominating they kind of just felt like 
they were playing better. I don't know. This was a weird game. I mean, this offense, again, all rushing, all running, all Lamar Jackson. It's either Lamar Jackson's arm, their rushing attack, and then this Ravens defense has gotten way better than they were a couple weeks ago, right? They were right there in the mix for the worst defense in the league, especially passing-wise. They were just giving up six touchdowns to Tua, like we talked about earlier, but they kind of feel like they've buckled down, especially with the addition of Roquan Smith. They just feel like a better defense now than they have been at any point but this was also the Justin Houston game he had two and a half sacks and that one INT but yeah I don't know what to make of this Ravens team they feel six and three I don't know how they feel very hot and cold to me very like they dominate games they play teams really aggressively and then they either fall apart in the fourth quarter or they just don't feel like they have it I don't know but Again, you can't be mad at a 6-3 and three Ravens team who, again, they didn't dominate this game. They just won it handily, if that makes sense. I don't know. And the Saints, I feel like the Saints are done. They're led by Andy Dalton, who doesn't have bad games, but he also never does enough to win. They have Michael Thomas out with a toe injury for the season. So all they have is Alave and Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. I feel like they have good to decent games and then they have games like this where they're just non-existent both of them in this game non-existent Taysom Hill one for six he had one completion for 13 yards and then Alvin Kamara nine carries for 30 yards neither of them had any touchdowns Uh, Dalton had one touchdown one INT so yeah I think Saints are done even in that division where they're only like a game and a half back I don't see them surging anytime soon so yeah a weird, but again, what week haven't we said that about? A weird week, a weird season in the NFL. And that concludes us covering week nine of the NFL. Obviously, Casino will be back for our... I, we always try to put these podcasts out either Monday or Tuesday, and then Thursday or Friday. So it's always a combination of those days. They'll definitely both be up. Both episodes will be up on Tuesday and then by Friday. So... There you go. Do with that information what you will. We're going to have another exclusive YouTube clip. I'm going to be releasing, let's see, today's Tuesday, so maybe Wednesday or Thursday, uh, where Casino and I play a game of Is It Alive or Dead? Figure out what that is when you go to the YouTube channel on Wednesday, where I will have that video up for you. Uh, As far as this show, the only sports podcast, subscribe to us on any of your favorite or podcast channels on YouTube. We are or podcast uh, platforms. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, all those, even the ones I didn't mention. Go to YouTube channel, The Only Sports Podcast. Watch our clips, our exclusive videos on there. Watch our full podcast if you want to see both our beautiful faces. Casino is usually in more of these videos than this one, but obviously weather permitted. And yeah, we'll see you Thursday or Friday where we'll talk about college football. We'll talk about the NBA, NHL, and we'll predict week 10 in the NFL, which has some rough, rough games. But yeah, this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's usually Casido. But yeah. All right. We'll see you Thursday or Friday.